2: something good up there? Uh, I said they had us in the first half, not gonna
3: lie. They had us in the first half, not gonna lie. But, and here we are now. I called that, I called that in the second quarter. I said, I can't wait at the end of the game. I'm gonna be able to say this to the entire world. And then we did it. I can't wait at the end of the game. I'm gonna say, hey, they had us in the first half, not gonna lie. I can't wait till after the game and I get to say, you know what, they had us in the first half. Keep singing it, have fun, encourage you guys. Right? You're the guy. Hey, that you're into really existence.
2: There, take
1: that. I'm 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 happy to report that I'm not old enough to where I like when Kittle said that in the post game. I a hundred percent got it and was but of course I was watching it by myself, so I didn't have anybody be like, Oh, look what he said. I didn't realize he was that obsessed. It's it's a if you don't if you're not familiar with that, York. it's a line from uh, I think it was a high school kid. Uh, getting interviewed, saying, I'm not gonna lie, they had us in the first half that kind of made the meme rounds, and then George picked it up and obviously was very excited about saying that mm-hmm. and speaking it into existence. Because if, if you that's taken off a NFL films video where they had him mic'd up, and uh, he's saying that in the first half, like, I can't wait for us to come yeah. back and do this. And they came back and uh, they did it, Jason. He didn't lie, uh, he did not lie. Yeah. Uh, one... We
2: all have that friend that's way too into memes,
1: what uh, don't we though? That's, uh, I've spoken And if you a- don't know who
2: it is. It's you. It's you.
1: And it's one of those things where, I've said this before, we have a group text with the other couple we always have vacation with. And he, every morning, sometime in the next, it actually now is prime time, Uh, sometime within the next half hour on the group text, we're going to get a slate of memes, which 100% means he's pooping. <laughs> it's just, a, this is a fact. We've called him out on it before and he admits it. And he's just sitting there rolling, like he still goes to FARC. Like for real. No, I'm not joking. That's like his main site. And uh While on the toilet. And yeah, yes. And he he searches for these memes and then he said and and I would say he's batting about fifty percent. Like But half, he just sends them non context. 100, 100. Like
0: usually I think the meme feels appropriate based on the response you get from someone else or the yeah, a text or whatever they send you. No,
1: it's it's he just rolls out like random meme and uh you know, Jason, I, you know, you know, but you can see, like, it's, this is our group text, and it's all almost. Oh, yeah, almost, that, that group right there was random. It's just memes. And I always feel weird because I don't want to respond. Because if I respond, it's like, oh, and then there's five more memes coming, and my phone's going off. And I don't even want to do the thumbs up, which his wife usually thumbs up because I think she feels bad mm-hmm. and has to acknowledge it. So she'll do the thumbs up because I know if I do the thumbs up, then that's also encouragement. Right. I think you. I think less is more when it comes to memes on a thread. Like it. Ha- like I will. I will. I will be very honest. I hate group threads. I've said this for years. I can't stand them. I don't like them. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I like our group thread. I do, but the reason I like the group thread is it's not unnecessary. Like, I think we all three have a pretty good idea as to what all of our humor is like, and we restrain ourselves. Like, if Chris is sending something, there's a 100% chance it's either going to be drop-dead funny or I'm going to have no clue what the hell it is. <laughs> it's There's no... What yeah. Chris doesn't do, I'll never see something from Chris where I'm like, oh, that's not funny, or that's yeah. that that's not great. It's either I'm crying and I'm showing everybody yeah. else, or I'm like, "That's some weird
0: reference." Yeah, I just need an explanation of what it is.
1: Oh, then oh, that's funny. Then that's funny, exactly. Yeah. And then there's times where like I'll go to the, I'll, sh- you know, it's a good meme thread when you show other people that. Correct. Yeah, I feel like you're you're generally more of the audience than anything. Like you don't really send. I don't think a lot of memes. Yeah, I do. do I ya? mean, I
0: don't know if I send a lot. I mean, <coughs> I don't know the answer know. to that. Yeah, yeah. but um. I'll send one. Yeah. Maybe as a if Chris sends something pretty clever or pretty funny or something, then it's like, oh, I feel like I'm going to send this response.
1: Yes. And your responses are funny. That's the thing. But I feel like a lot of times I'm laughing at your responses, but they're originally generated. Yeah. It's just one thing and then move on. You know it's a good meme thread when, as you're getting ready to send the meme, you're a little bit nervous about, like, does this qualify? Yeah. Like, I feel that way. Like, if I'm going to put a meme on our thread, I, like, have to do, like, a couple of self-checks, like... Is this funny? Is this worth sending? Would you laugh if it was being sent to you? Or is this just going to be annoying? Right. Anyways, I hope he's not Did I just? Did I (laughs) (laughs) just? In in case you missed it over the weekend, uh, Chiefs-Ravens pregame, Justin Tucker, best kicker of all time. He's warming up. He's got his little little automatic holder stand thingy, and uh, it's on the side where the Chiefs are warming up, and some shenanigans ensue, like, Travis Kelsey throws his helmet, you know, Justin's helmet and warm-up thing. And then he replaces it. Tucker does. And then, like, Mahomes kicks it. Just this whole thing caught on camera. And Tucker's like, guys, come on. Seriously? Like, is this what we're doing? And I'm not going to lie. I really didn't have, like, I was kind of split on who I want to win. Not going to lie. Like, I saw that pregame. I'm like, you know what? I want the Ravens to win. That did it. That did it for me.
0: I just, speaking of, like, posts and memes and different uh, stuff, I saw when that was out there, people would put that uh, Ravens by 50. I'm like, all right, well, is it because they're mad? The kicker's mad? Yeah,
1: that that's going to do it now. Yeah. Ravens by 50 because you pissed off Justin Tucker, who's right. almost never on the field ever. Yeah. Uh, he explained it a little bit yesterday uh, right here.
3: I find it kind of silly that we're even having to address it or talk about something that happened before the game that I really don't see as – a big deal. Um, you know, And I mean, I think if you just see the whole interaction and then you see us at the coin toss, we're all adapting each other up and then we just get on with the football game. But, um, you know, for those that don't know the way it works is each team's kicker, uh, goes to the other teams, uh, designated up area on the field. And for me, it's usually about 90 minutes before kickoff. So, um, I've been doing the exact same thing for 12 years, never really had a problem with anybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just that's just kind of the w- the way we've always done it, and the way uh, kickers around the league have always done it. Um, you know, and I, I saw Patrick there trying to warm up and get some drop back. So uh, he asked me while I was on the ground stretching, like if I could move my helmet. So I happily got up and I moved my helmet out of the way. At least I thought it was enough out of the way. Um, and then uh, Travis comes over and he just kicks my stuff and he throws my helmet. And I just thought it was all just some gamesmanship, um, you know, all in good fun, but. They seem to be taken a little bit more seriously. Um, and uh, I'm I'm totally willing to let it all go. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that. That's just, you know, what I've done for 12 years. And it's, it's not like I'm out there trying to be problematic. I'm just trying to get ready for the football game just like they are. That's a nice explanation. <laughs> Pretty thorough.
1: You, yeah. you know, Patrick Mahomes asked him to move his stuff. Yeah, Sounds did. like Travis Kelsey is the real bad guy yeah. here. You know, you go out. I blame Taylor. That's what I'm saying. The Chiefs have really gone like, all division, like, Raider fans listen to this, and they're probably like, well, we've always hated the Chiefs. And I get that. But, like, the Chiefs have really gone down the douchebaggery lane over the last, like, year or two. And I I don't know if it's a combination of Jackson Mahomes and even Patrick Mahomes has kind of seemed a little off, like – I've never really hated them. I've never liked them. It's just like okay, yeah. well, they're good, but they they maybe it's winning. Could be. You, you get tired of it. Yeah, you just sound like what? What is the point of that? You're trying to intimidate the kicker. Yeah. And by the way, why are you sending your? Why is the poor kicker go by himself? Like. They are always by themselves. You don't have, like, the third backup special team ding-dong that can go down and, like, help him with the bag of balls? or hey, Ding-dong. Yeah, like, come on. You don't have, like, the 54th guy on the roster that can help retrieve. Like, what is he doing? He, does he does he have a bag of balls with him and he just kicks? Yeah, usually doing his own workout,
0: r- warm-up routine. Then at some point they'll get the snapper the holder and the kicker together, but this was probably
1: pre-that where they're just getting their own kicks in. Could Jake Moody do his warm-ups, please? Yeah. That would be nice. Jake Moody's always the first guy on the field, they say. Visualizing. Just no, he's lining it up. No, he's visualizing, though. One other thing. Um, I don't know if this would be, I feel like this would be a good thing for the Niners if Kadarius Toney plays. Yes. So the Chiefs said he was hurt and he, in play in, in the AFC Championship. And this is a week after he did yet again another one of those off of his face. Uh, into the uh, opponent's hands for an interception type of thing. He's done that a couple times this year. Kadarius Tony goes on Insta Live and is like, "Yeah, I'm not hurt," and says a bunch of other things. And then Andy Reid responded yesterday.
4: You know, obviously he's been on the injury report, so I mean, I, I got that that part. That's not made up by any means, but he's been working through some things, and um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back out there.
1: Hmm okay well, I mean he had his first kid apparently with his partner I read that so there's that just had a baby um I don't know though when you are saying things publicly like I'm not hurt which is accusing the team that you currently work for of falsifying a injury report which is a massive fine I think who was it last time uh, it was Arthur uh, Smith of the Falcons I think he was fined 35 grand the Falcons were fined 75 grand for doing that it's 105k in fines. That's not something you accuse your team of doing. And if I'm the Chiefs, it's like, do you like look? Canary's Tony has talent. There's no doubt about it. He's done good things in the league. He's just done a lot of bonehead things in the league. And it's one of those like, are you, you know, are you a uh, are you a contributor or are you the NFL is like Lance Stevenson, right? You know, for every hurting us or helping us, right? Are you for every good thing you do? Do we have two bonehead things because that ain't worth it? Rather put you know, rather put MVS and. Or Rice out there with Travis Kelsey and and see what happens. deal with their drops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll take a break. A quick break here. One minute. When we come back, 3 for Madness brought to you by Fire Wings. We'll talk about last night's win. Uh, The win streak, four in a row. And the rest of the road trip, we'll get to that next. Three questions. Three answers. It's 3 for Madness on the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Here's question one. Sean Salisbury joining us in an hour. We got to cover Kingswise all the way through then. And we'll uh, we'll get some post game reaction in the next segment. In the meantime, Fire Wings brings you three for Madness, which brings you Chris for Lod, which brings you Question Oon.
2: So happy are you about last night's win? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> So happy you are <laughs> that's, <you. laughs> exactly. that's why it got me. Uh sorry, I wrote that wrong. So are you happy <laughs> about last night's win? Is how I should have typed it. Um, I am. We talked about this at the very beginning of the show. Yeah, I'm not gonna do the whole like only oh, played down to the They won. They won. They won against a scrappy team that had everything to play for, that was playing their tails off. These are professional NBA players that are trying to make a world for themselves. Um, look, man, uh that happens and losses like that happen. Would I was asked, would last night have been the new Walodi? And I understand the case for it. I think it would have kind of been in its own little world of Walodi's worst losses of the year. But I get, I, I, I would have weirdly under, I wouldn't have excused it, but I would have at least been able to draw a couple lines as to why. Um, I didn't think the Kings played terrible last night. They certainly turned the ball over a lot more than they yeah. should have. They certainly were a little bit off and or lazy uh, in situations, and they started out 0-12 from behind the arc. But in the end, they collapsed down on their defense, on their offense. They ran their plays. They stayed patient. They didn't give up, and they ended up uh, covering the spread.
0: Yeah. I think we're all too guilty of just as as – First check of the box, you look, okay, what's the opponent's record? Yeah. Okay, if the King, if it's worse than the Kings, that should be a win. Yes. It's never that simple. Oh, then let's look, next check mark, who's not playing? Oh, the list is very, I mean, that was in, as long of an injury list as I can ever remember seeing. Oh, that's a win. It's just never that simple, and it's not, oh, it always happens to the Kings. This is for every team in yeah. the league. Yeah. I mean, they they just come off winning three in a row for Memphis. Uh-huh. And the day before, the Pacers were really good. Yep, six point game. So That's I mean, right. they're competing, they're battling. It's they're kind of just a pest of a team, and you still have to beat them. And I don't think the Kings played great, but in the end, the most important thing they did do was win.
1: And we should also acknowledge Taylor Jenkins, a hell of a coach. He is. He's got the, They're playing for him. That's what I was saying
0: last night in the post game. Like based on what they've been through, the people that have been hurt, Dave, I think they should have a record like Detroit, and they don't. You're right. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think. But they have 18 wins. I mean, they don't have six. Um, they're not thriving, but they're also you have to go beat Memphis, and it took a while to figure it out, but they did.
1: Number two, please.
2: Kings have won four straight and are three and zero on this trip. Any part of you thinking leave it alone?
1: And that's a reference to the trade deadline, and 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 I think that is a fair. A fair question. They've won four in a row. They're looking pretty cohesive. And I will admit, I don't have a strong opinion. Um, I personally do not believe that this Kings team, as it is laid out, (coughs) excuse me, is a championship team. Mm -hmm. And therefore, by rule, if Monty McNair and Wes Wilcox and friends believe that there is a deal out there that will improve this team, you got to take it. However, I trust them implicitly. They've earned that. And if we're sitting here after the deadline again, and they're just saying, yeah, look, there were deals out there, just like last year. There were deals. We could have made a deal. And, and by the way, I'll, I'll tell you straight out. I was not told this, this, as far as I know, never happened. So I'm just going to put a, an example out there because I know nothing about it and I don't think it ever happened. Um, let's say there was a deal out there for Tobias Harris and they could have made that deal. And that would have been a semi-splashy deal, but also would have eaten up a lot of their capital and eliminated some things. You got to think about resigning Malik Monk. Is this the, is this worth tying things up? Will it elevate us enough? That type of thing. Um, They've got a lot of things that go into that. I don't want them to make a deal just to make a deal. I want them to make a deal if it's certainly going to improve the team, and if not, I want them to have as many assets as they can this summer, and eventually that deal, someone's going to knock at the right time, you're going to have the right assets, other teams are not, and I'd rather them be patient. It's a poker game right
0: now. Yeah, I, I would think, as, as trying to be as objective as possible, I think it would be really difficult to be the talent evaluator right now of the Kings in this sense, yeah. that if you look on the positive side – like the stats we said, nine games above 500, this is as good as they've been. It's their best record at this point in 20 years. That's great. We've also watched the season, and you go, well, there's more than five to 10 head scratching losses yes. and performances by individuals where you go, just like you said, Dave, they don't look like a championship team to nope. me. They don't look broken either. They don't look like they're a mess. They look like a good team. But what are you, what are you trying to be? And can you make a move that gets you closer to the championship team? maybe but what's the expense so it's i think it's a tricky spot to be in it's a good spot because they're not a mess but they're also kind of in that in the good part of no man's land if there's such a thing where that looks like a good team but it doesn't look like a team that's good enough
1: you got to think if you're in that front office you're saying look we're we're playing a ton of road games right now Mm -hmm. uh we're a game better than we were last year and I know there's a lot of losses that we point to. I kind of narrow it down to like four that you absolutely should have won. The ones that I think really hurt, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. The Phoenix. Yes. The Milwaukee game. Okay. uh, The OT. Yeah. uh, Charlotte at home. And Portland. Okay. 131-13. Now, you can make arguments for other ones. Those are the ones that really stand out to me where I go, okay, like, Those are four they probably should have had, either on paper or by circumstance. And maybe the front office is looking at that, and they're saying, you know what? Uh, We win those four games. Just those four games that we should have won, uh, we're a game out of the one seed. We're a game out of the one seed, and then what are we doing there? we We are right there with Memphis and with OKC and with Denver. And I'm trying to think, too, to be fair, Jason, Top of your head, maybe we can do this later. Do you recall any games the Kings have played where they should have lost? That they stole? Yeah. I'm trying to think of stolen games um, this year. For
0: the I Kings. mean, there's there's two. The Warrior game down 24. So. Yeah, the Warriors. I think that's, that's fair. I, I think that's fair. Um, the Atlanta game, they were down 23, but that was in the first quarter. Yeah, that, That's been done.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's fair. I agree with you on the Warriors game. That's 100%. If that was reversed, it would be a terrible loss for us that we choked on. And I just don't know if there's too much cho- – if there's a lot of choking going on in the Kings' favor on the other end this year. I mean, yes, Atlanta's
0: an argument. Something's – and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can help. I'm recalling something a little bit with the Orlando over time. Did they – did a few things go right their way? I Anyway, I can't – but the Warrior one would be the biggest one that I can remember.
1: Uh, let's go back. Uh, Orlando. OT. I know it was OT, but I don't know if there was something late or. 138, 135 uh, was the final there uh, in OT. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. We can, because uh, usually your instincts prove to be right, Jason, so that worries me. Uh, Kings that scored him 20 to 17 uh, in OT. Uh, the Magic were shorthanded. There was that. Yeah. Demontis Sabonis had a triple double, shockingly twenty two, twenty three. Kings were up twelve at halftime. And twelve, uh, maybe it's not. Um, and by the way, it should be said, and we got to move on here. Um, they're doing all this right in the middle of perhaps the worst slump is a Sacramento King for Malik Monk. Mm. He's he's on one right yeah. now, and I and he'll turn it around. Yeah. But they're doing all this with Malik Monk slumping, so that kind of makes you feel good too. All right, number three. Question three.
2: Question three. You guys said 4-3 and would be a successful road trip. They're 3-0 and with four games remaining. Still feel that way? No. No. Mm. There's four games remaining. They've already won three. It's
1: at Miami, who's lost seven in a row. At Indiana, who I believe gets Tyrese Halliburton back right before that against Boston. Uh, At Chicago, they're terrible. And then at Cleveland, who the Kings weirdly match up well with them most of the time. Uh, I, I'm not saying they should go seven and zero, but I think now at the very least I need four and three. Yeah, and if we count Chicago as a win, which is really dangerous with this team, then it's okay. Can they get one out of Miami, Indiana, or Cleveland? I feel like that's on the table. I feel like five five and two is on the table. Yeah, but if they if they end up coming back at four and three, it's going to be kind of like you know kissing your sister a little bit. Like, all right, well. Wait, where am I going with that? What was that? Again? I, don't I don't know. I have a sister. That's why are you weird. doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah, a wow. shameful performance. Yeah, why would I guess? Anyways, um, I think four and three is now moved into okay. Well, that's acceptable. Five and two would be like, oh, okay, this is a great trip.
0: Yeah, the um, it's so nice to win the front end of this. I think it's getting more much more difficult though as this trip continues. I know with Miami losing seven in a row, it's just they were in the finals. I just can't picture them. I know. I just hate the timing of it, but that's the way it goes. You have to deal with that at different times of the year. Um, Indiana obviously beat the Kings already this year. Um, Cleveland's good. Yeah, it's it, it lays out a little more difficult. I think the only back to back is it's unfortunate. Chicago's the second one of the back to back. That's probably the easiest team record wise left. Right. But
1: but maybe that's the one you want as the second game. If you gotta true. pick a team to have the true. second game back to back on, maybe it is Chicago. I yeah. don't know. Just keep winning. Let's they, go. Then they come home for Detroit and Denver. It's just, it cracks me up. They come home for Detroit and Denver. Then they leave for three more games, OKC, Phoenix, and Denver. That's it, though. Then the break, right? Then the break. Yeah. Then they have the home game against Victor Women Yamas. Then they go to the Clippers. Then they come home for Miami. Then they go to Denver and Minnesota. Then they come home for one. And then they go to the Lakers. And then they have a nice, nice little homestand. But, yeah. like, dude, for the next month and a half it, it's brutal for these guys they're never going to have a suitcase unpacked that mm-hmm. uh, is what it is we'll take a break when we come back kings win in memphis last night we got post game reactions for you next to get your sports fix. Live and vocal. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. To, uh, who is it? Where are we here? Somebody on the text. Uh, V Hill One on the uh, YouTube chat. Look at this box score, Jason, from yesterday. Okay. For how the about, Kings? For the Kings. Uh, one thing stands out. Uh, how about Demontis Sabonis with 26 boards? Yes. I asked a poll question yesterday, which is more, um, which is more amazing in your eyes, sixty points or thirty rebounds, or thirty-five rebounds, thirty-five rebounds. Okay, and overwhelmingly, that was the answer. But let me ask you this: seventy points, thirty-five rebounds. I'm trying to find the sweet spot here. I
0: mean, we're you're pretty
1: much there That's already. About it, but right? I mean, I guess I don't know
0: in the history of the league, but we haven't seen thirty-five rebounds much and seventy points. Luca was what, like the fourth highest mm-hmm. the other day or fifth highest? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're about right there. Like, I remember in the – do we have to go back to the 90s? <laughs>
1: uh, or maybe it was
0: the 80s with uh, Skiles. I when think Scott we're... Skiles had 30 assists. I was like,
1: oh, my gosh. Well, do you remember the year the Kings broke their record for uh, longest road losing streak? mm mm-hmm. uh, Because I know Skiles was on that Orlando team that we beat. So, that was – I think that is late 80s. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Chris just sent this to me. Or 90s. <laughs> he top-selling – Top selling NBA jerseys. Don't look. Okay. Don't look. I uh, just want to yeah, see. Let me see how I do. Yeah, let's see how you do. Top fifteen.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll just start Play rifling long. out some yeah. names. Um, long, well, LeBron.
1: LeBron is number three.
0: Okay. Um, based on the way this league works, Victor Wembanyama number four. Okay. Um let's see role. sometimes some well let's just go with people. Giannis. Giannis is number five. Uh Steph.
1: Steph, number one. Oh really? I was surprised okay. by that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was kinda too, by the way. Okay. So I've got a decent
1: amount so far. Let's see. Who else we looking at? Um You're missing number two. Uh number six is really one I mean, there's one huge obvious one. There there are a lot of semi obvious ones, but you got room. Uh, I know you're not Embiid? Uh, Joel Embiid is number 12. Mm, okay. Um, I don't know if he'd be a big seller, but I'll throw it out there. Jokic? Uh, Nicole Jokic, number 14. Okay, so barely made it in the top 15. You have not missed yet. Not yet. Uh, um, you're missing number 2, number 6, number 7, number 8, 7, and 8. Tatum. Number, Tatum, Jason Tatum, number 2. Okay.
2: Six is
1: a big one. Uh, yeah. Six is a
0: big one six I'm six missing. Really... Oh, big one? Like sausage arms and no. cankles? Uh,
1: sausage arms and cankles. Luca? That sounds like you're on the right track, Luke. You got dances. sausage arms and cankles. Number six. So what am I at? I've got one, two. You have one through six. Wow. Well done. Uh, you're missing seven and eight, who, by the way, are on the same team. Uh, number nine, number 10, number 11, number 13, and number 15. A couple of these are. The
0: different. same team threw me off, and I'm sure I'm missing some of Paul George?
1: Uh Paul George, your first miss. do oh, we'll give me three
0: strikes. That's no Clippers. That's why I was thinking same team. Okay. Uh oh, I bet Tyrese is up there.
1: Tyrese Halliburton. Second miss. Tyrese Halliburton is not on the list. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is number 9. Okay. Who would have thought that? Honestly, that does surprise me about Halliburton. It really does. Um okay. You, uh, you have one through six. You're missing seven and eight who are on the same team. You're missing uh, 10, 11, 13, oh. and 15. Durant? Kevin Durant, number eight. Booker. Booker, number seven. Okay. All right, so now you're missing 10, 11, 13, and 15. Let's go through some some minor hints. Yes, here. please.
0: I really feel like I should be getting a team in New York, a player in New York, but am I going to miss
1: a guess there? I would I would well, I, uh, I'll give it let you give I don't, don't want to yeah let me yeah. give you the hints first. Uh one of them is playing on a brand new team. One of them is not playing. One of them has almost entirely not played. And one of them you probably uh, know pretty well. Like you're familiar with, with, with this guy's game. Okay. Really familiar. Really? really familiar with this guy's game. Yeah, over there. Fox? Mm, yes, but okay. there, was only, there was also Sabonis. Oh, I, know, I know, but I wasn't thinking it was Sabonis. <laughs> I was trying yeah. to try not to throw you off.
0: Okay. Okay, Fox um, is number 15. All right, I'm just going to run the risk of missing new team, Dame Lillard.
1: Dame Lillard, number 10. Okay. You are now missing number 11. The two that
0: aren't playing. The
1: two that aren't playing. One isn't playing and won't play anymore this year. The other one has missed quite a bit of the year did one we talk about earlier today? Uh we talked about his his uh return. We talked about his team. No. Oh, okay. No. We talked about his team. Um now nah, I'm just missing. Talked I mean. about his team a lot. Yeah. Talked about his team quite a bit. Uh we've been talking quite a bit. Oh, Ja, Ja Morant, number 11. You're only missing this guy has not played a lot. Just returned from an injury not that long ago. Um and I will say this. We talked about his team earlier, and we talked about how it was a bad look for
2: his team last night. Somewhat of a controversial character. Yeah. No. It,
0: eh, I've got well, no. I don't
2: uh, know.
1: Let's just say um, this guy, he's not excited, he's really kind of. Not chill, but...
2: Mild? Low? Weirdly Jeez. enough, combine those two and you're close. Not Mountain Dew. And a yellow drink? Wait, I have the wrong thing in my head. Um,
1: let's see. You know what? If you were to go out and party with this guy, you, yeah. you might actually have a blank. Like a really good time, but I'm having a blank. I'm having a man. I am having a not a blast. I'm having a headbangers. Really?
0: No, I'm now. You guys are.
1: I feel like we're giving. uh, Chris, are we giving? Just
0: saying. I think pretty
2: good. Okay. Hold on. Uh, He's got a. His family is very well known. Oh yeah. Oh
0: I, okay. I then I had it. I just didn't know.
1: You didn't. Why does he have this top jersey? LaMelo Ball? Yeah. Yeah. Um he he has he is at number I th- it there. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yes, he did. That's I was proof. Like, okay, I don't. Yeah, he's number 13.
0: You know, it's funny when you're doing the drink. I was going Mello. I go, and I at first I went Carmelo Anthony. There's no way Carmelo Anthony. And I wasn't thinking oh, LaMelo no. at first. <laughs>
1: really Mm -hmm. that's where you were going at first okay shameful performance (laughs) hey i thought that was a pretty good performance i mean, I was worse on the hints you know what you know who you were you were uh 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 who's the the cricket uh jiminy not jiminy there's (laughs) another one no another no it was jiminy but i'm saying why no uh Jedediah. i don't know you're gonna uh, get
0: it what's his name don't tell me i'm not
2: <laughs> okay
1: no, no. Zachariah. Yeah. Nailed it. I always feel like that. I'm not trying to be insulting. I just, for some reason, it's one of those. It's like David and Derek Carr. I struggle with his name. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. Yeah. Just struggle with his name. Zachariah, you started out amazing. Yeah. Two like, strikes. Two strikes. Yeah. But and then a lot you, of hints at the end. Two strikes, and then you like fouled off 19 yeah. consecutive pitches.
0: I don't think I would have got Tyrese
1: Maxey. I'm surprised you got tired. Well, we yeah but. yeah. well, you help me? Yeah, with yeah, that? yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Hey, when we come back, how about we get some post game reaction for the? Let's do it. That was kind of Chris's fault that that derailed, but that was fun. I like guessing games. That was fun. It was uh, Tuesday fun and Games. Yes. Now, do, yeah. How's it feel to be on the other side of the coin? Shoe fits. We're right back. Right after this. Huh?
3: very good sources, and he, he just kind of tells it as it is and gets to the point. Jason Ross. He has a lot of pretty smart things to, to say. He's good at what he does. On Sacktown Sports.
1: That's actually <laughs> a great poll question. No, it's not. <clears throat> no, it's not. By the way, yesterday's poll question. Uh, is it better to be Boat raced or dog walked, which is worse. Actually. Yeah. You said. I didn't know because I I, was, said I, dog asked, I asked the question. I go, what, yeah. What's
0: worse? What's.
1: Well, Jason, I can tell you with quite a few votes Uh at 64 percent. The worst one is dog walked. Chris was right. Sixty four percent say dog walked. I mean, you got a leash and everything. Thirty
2: six percent said boat raced. Mm. You didn't add curb stomped. No,
1: I think that's the that's worst. That's the worst one. Yeah, that is easily. The
2: or, worst one. One. or one of my favorite one teeth kicked in. But
1: that's kind of the same thing.
2: Molly Well, what would you rather have be curb stomped or your teeth kicked in?
1: I would rather have my teeth kicked in because curb stomped, you're getting your teeth kicked in, plus you're probably dying. Yeah. It's not a fun thing. Oh, I liked your poll question during the break, though. I'll ask Chris this one. <laughs> uh, Chris.
2: No. No. Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> okay. Jason says no. I'll ask you off the air.
2: He's been in a mood today. He was asking me a bunch of questions earlier based off of your question of the lottery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did ask. Him Any a good of them one. shareable? No. No.
1: Okay. Well, last night the Kings won. <laughs> That's shareable. Uh, Demontis Sabonis on the rebound record.
0: Um, it's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, there's been a lot of greats, a lot of great bigs, Hall of Famers on this team, you know, so uh, to get that done is a really cool accomplishment.
1: <laughs> He's excited. He is. Yeah, That is cool. I mean, it's cool. Look, there's that's pretty cool. cool. Uh, he was asked about it again on television.
2: I had Chris Webber for the most rebounds in Sacramento Kings franchise history tonight. I just, how do you do that? What, what's the skill to being the best rebounder in the league? I mean, my teammates helped. We missed a lot of shots today. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty good.
0: It is, but I mean, he got six offensive rebounds. He had twenty. Memphis helped more. Yeah, Memphis that, missed a
1: lot. Yeah, I mean, he he is a, he, but it's empty calories. I hear. I heard that. I heard it was empty calories from someone. I did too. Wow. uh Mike Brown talked about Domas and uh he was he was this.
4: Domas, he just had a monster night. Uh, I mean that's why he's in the, that's why he's an all star, that's why he's in the M V P conversation. Um, I mean the number that numbers that he put up, twenty, twenty six, uh five, uh ten for eleven from the field, that's Wilt Wilt Chamberlain type numbers. I think uh, somebody sent me something or told me that Wilt Chamberlain uh, is the only other player that uh, did that. There might uh, was what, five more? He did it six times. He did it six times. Yes. So five more. To, so he did it six times uh, putting up <clears throat> those types of numbers. And obviously Domus I'm not saying he's Wilt, but to be in, in mentioned in that category uh, for putting up the statistical line that he did—that's just
1: absolutely amazing. I agree. I'm going to make a statement here. I want you to challenge it. Um, Demontis Simonis is the greatest Sacramento King of all time. Not true. Okay.
0: I'll make—is that enough of a challenge? No, 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 um, no. He's just not there yet. I, again, I think these things are. Prisoner of the moment, and it's not to say that he's not a candidate sure. because that's that's a disservice to him. Um, but no, he just needs to do it for longer.
1: But so, he can be. So if he – same production that he's had last year and this year, let's say, how many more years would you say? Or, or, or could he stay at this level of production and do it just – are you just saying he needs more longevity? Correct. Okay.
0: Because, I mean, you start to look at – I mean, to me, the, the, the greatest Sacramento Kings – it's Weber, right? I th- well, or, or Richmond, or, or Richmond. Yeah, I mean, Richmond's a Hall of Famer. Chris Weber's now a Hall of Famer, but bulk of their careers were here. Bulk yes. of it, I would say, bulk. and most of their success. Um, Chris was on a better team, better winning team. Mm-hmm. Mitch was a terrific player. Um, I think your candidates right now, Dave, would probably be Weber, Richmond, DeMarcus, DeMarcus, Fox, and Cousins, and so. I agree with you, by the way. I think that's the five. That's you your know, big you five. Can, you know, you're looking – there's others. Peja, maybe yeah, they're good. Yeah, but I think yeah. you're you're stretching the argument a little bit. So right now, um, I don't know, trade deadline comes and for some reason they trade DeMontis Sabonis. I, I don't think it's happening. But you're going to think – like he was a great king, but I would not say he's all-time greatest king, right? Now, if he plays like this, makes more all-star teams and is doing this for four or five more years – then by the end you're going to go. He's got every rebounding record. He's got every triple double record. Every double double record. He's up there in points, in assists. Like then it's hard to argue against. But also,
1: where does Fox end up in that? You know, the thing with 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 Sabonis is, you know, like I'm looking at, at Chris Webber, and the only thing Chris had him on, the only thing Chris had him on, was points per game. You know, DeMontis is averaging 20 points per game this year. Chris averaged 20, 27, 24, 23, and 18. But the other thing, too, there is Sabonis is doing it this year at 62% from the field. He was at 61.5 last year. Weber Mm. never cracked 50. Mm. It's that efficiency that he's able to score, number one. Number two... I think they actually run the offense through him more than they ran it through Weber. I agree By that. far.
0: Yeah. By far. The other part, too, is the Kings in the, you know, Weber's heyday were becoming one of the higher scoring teams. Mm-hmm. But now it, it, like, the league is just different. It's completely and, and different. It's not to penalize Sabonis, but I think some of the numbers. Yes, are skewed. Uh, I mean, you know, there was a while there where Fox was averaging 30 a game and he was one of, like, eight players. Mm-hmm. Like, that. Thirty was a pretty sacred ground. Thirty
1: before. was your one of the scoring titles. Yeah. They have near winning the scoring,
0: and title. some people were winning the scoring title in the high twenties. Yes, so yes, they were. Um, it's it's different, and it's not to you know, but you got to adjust to that. And so, but while it being different, Sabonis still is leading the league in rebounding, and he had the highest rebounding game of anybody in the NBA this year. Yes, um, it's the highest game in the thirty-nine years of Sacramento Kings basketball. Well, he tied Chris Weber, who did it in an overtime game. Mm-hmm. So he's starting to do things that you put a historical context on, and that it frames his argument.
1: Twelve point three rebounds his half year here after the deadline. Twelve point three last year, exactly the same, which won him the 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 rebounding title. He he's leading again in rebounds, and he's at thirteen. He's actually when you look, he's actually having. If the season ended right now, he would have a career high in rebounds this year. He'd have a career high in assists this year. He'd have a career high in field goal percentage this year. He'd have a career high, well, number two in three point percentage, but he's actually shooting him now, and he would be three tenths of a point off his career high in scoring.
0: Yeah, I, I and to your point, you said it earlier. I, I did hear and see the same thing you did, where some say it's empty calories. I saw, I've seen a couple people put the All Star reserves are named Thursday, yeah, and put their list out, and I've seen two not have him on it. And okay, like that's fine. But the my always is who is in place of him, right? And I've seen Anthony Davis, I've seen Alperin Shangoon, and I
1: throw up. I'm like, that's no, no, should not be the case. It really is ridiculous. Yeah, and you know what? Look, I'm not. I can certainly. I agree with you. I don't. I. I think he needs some more longevity. I think he is actually. I think if if you want to say anything, he, he might be in the conversation for having the best season of any mm-hmm. set all, all around. By the way. He's also being tasked with being your defensive anchor down low, yeah, and I and he ain't a he that that's not his strong suit, right. but he he is working <clears throat> his tail off on all sides, and I just we get games like last night, you know, middle of the year, uh, you know, twenty twenty six, yeah, blah blah blah, seven assists, whatever it yeah. is,
0: he's amazingly consistent.
1: He is, and I just I don't want to take it for granted,
0: right? And and he's in a really good spot right now, where lately just the numbers have been staggering, but I think we were kind of having some of this conversation about a month or so ago about Fox, who was yes. in just an incredible groove, had won Player of the Week twice. At that time, when people were talking about MVP, I remember Sam was even on saying, like, hey, he's he's probably in the conversation. This was a few weeks back, but he's like, he's not going to win, but De'Aaron Fox. So now you've got two guys that have played at that kind of level that you go, hey, do you have two of the greatest Sacramento Kings of all time, and they're on the
1: same roster? I think you do. I, I, I think you have – Two of the top five Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. of all time. Now, yeah. at the at, at the time, um, I don't know, you probably would say, did those early 2000s teams at that time, they probably had at least three of the top five?
0: At that time? At that yeah. time. Yeah. And I, maybe even...
1: February. Four? Three or four? I mean... Yeah, I would say you can make an argument that they had four.
0: You know, because I what what I do remember. Look, the Kings were now closer to their, you know, fifteen to twenty years in existence in Sacramento, but they had the best big man they had had in yeah. Vlad ever. Yeah. You know, since Brad's been really good, and obviously Demarcus, and now Sabonis, um, Bibby was one of the the best point guards they've ever had. Uh, Weber, the best power forward. You know, it just and Pasia just was the best shooter. Yes. Like they had a lot of really elite things at that time.
1: Just FYI, uh, I'm a huge Alperin Sengun fan. Mm-hmm. I've become a huge fan of yeah, his. He's having a great year. I love him, and I think he's next in line in that Jokic Sabonis okay. mold. Right? If if Sabonis is diet Jokic, Sangoon right now is diet Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just look, there are Sengun has him by uh, two points per game, twenty one point nine to nineteen. Okay. Sabonis has him by four rebounds. Sabonis has him by three assists. Sabonis, field goal, three-point percentage, uh, box plus minus, value over replacement player. You know, you can get, they're, they're all dominated by Sabonis.
0: And maybe most importantly, probably by about seven, eight
1: wins, maybe more than that. That is correct. And I mean, that, they're
0: below 500 team.
1: I understand the the want to acknowledge Alper and Shane yeah. I, I completely understand that, but if DeMontis Sabonis is not on this year's all-star team it's it's not just going to be a uh it's not just going to be him getting overlooked or whatever you want to call it it's going to be one of the great travesties of the like uh, by the way it's even worse when you bring in Anthony Davis like his domination of Anthony Davis is Davis has him by 5 points a game exactly okay. um sabonis has him by a board sabonis has him by four and a half assists per game and is doing it more efficiently and then again when you get to the analytics Mm -hmm. uh he's got him there too uh anthony davis has him in points steals blocks and free throw percentage that's it oh and by the way you know yeah the wins yeah
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting i I've, i've seen several lists i mean you know, last year the Kings got the two All-Stars. I, at one point I thought, oh, Fox is an absolute lock. It, it's going to be difficult for De'Aaron. It's going to be – I think Sabonis is
1: in, but – I think it, it is going to be difficult It's going to be a challenge. One last thing. Here's Kevin Herter on Domas Sabonis.
2: I mean, the the impressive thing with Domas is he like he plays hard every single night. 82 games. He wants to be on the court. He really sets a tone for us uh, on both sides of the ball. Just his energy, you know, the way he talks to guys, trying to will us to victories and uh, – a night like tonight, where we weren't at our best, obviously, and he comes away with twenty-six, twenty and twenty-six. Like that's just a dominant performance by uh, by a guy that we needed it tonight, obviously. And uh, he's just he's available and he's dominant every night.
1: All right, more every night, every night. Yeah, he's the security blanket. More on him in the next segment, along with some post-game uh, responses from uh, Mike Brown, Kevin Herder. We've got Sabonis himself, and more as we continue coverage of the win last night. Coming up. At 813, that's uh, just about 20 minutes from now, just under. Sean Salisbury we will talk about the 49ers and their trip to the Super Bowl. And right now, we'll take the first caller at 1-800-920-1140. We've got your Jiffy Lube drive of the game. Just tell us where the drive of the game was, and you'll get a $100 gift certificate to Jiffy Lube. It is that simple. Later on today, we've got PBR tickets as well. Don't go away. Second half of the show starts next.